Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hey, Freedom Sisters and listeners, we're back with part two of a fascinating teaching. My friend and Bible teacher, Kathy Hartley, is with us again, and I am so honored to have her spend her time teaching us, unveiling what God has shown her and put in her heart to all of us here that are listening to the Freedom Challenge online. So in the first episode, Kathy was our guide through the tabernacle, and she began to connect it back to the whole person, body, soul, and spirit. If you have not heard that message yet, I'm going to stop you right now, friends, and say, put this one on pause and go back because this is a prerequisite. It's just going to lay the foundation for what we're going to talk about today. She gave us some uh, historical framework of the tabernacle and how it connected to Jesus and then hinted a little bit about what we're going to talk to about today. So let's get ready for her to expand more into what this means for us in our everyday life as Christ followers. So Kathy, thank you for joining me again. I'm I just again, I anytime I can spend time with you and because you live in Illinois. She doesn't want me to add the s. Those of you who add an s to Illinois. Anytime I can spend with you even if it's through FaceTime or Zoom or podcasts, which we've done all of those now, I feel exceedingly blessed. So, going back from last week, can you remind the listeners of who you are, Miss Kathy Hartley, how this teaching came about, and maybe a little bit about how you and I connected? I know you have a story you want to share because you already asked me. So, welcome, Kathy. (laughs) Thank you, Tracy. Thank you again for inviting me back and allowing me to share this teaching. uh, something about myself. I I am a I speak occasionally. I am a new author, and mm. I last time on the podcast again. I hope you do go back and listen to it. I bragged about being a gardener. Okay, and I mm-hmm. bragged totally about my tomatoes. Well, yes. I got a meme today from my cousin, and this is what the meme said. She sent it after listening to the last podcast. <laughs> and it this is what it says. It says, what gives people feelings of power? And the first <laughs> thing was money, of uh-huh. course, money. And then next above money was status. Okay. But, <laughs> but outpacing those by a country mile is the ability to grow a tomato. <laughs> it's very, it gives you a feeling of power. I'm telling you, it's a good thing. I need more power in my life. <laughs> I don't have money or status. Can you give me a tomato that I you, can grow? You oh. have to grow your own for sure. I, know. I Absolutely. want to do it. 
Yes. So I live in the Midwest um, with my husband and my little doggie, Zoe. Um, John and I have been married 42 years and have navigated most of those 42 years through the grace of God, for sure. Mm. Um, I do have a story. Tracy and I have been friends for many years. We've served Mm. at two churches together. And um, so here's my Tracy story. Many years ago, we were sitting in a car after a meeting. We were sitting in a car in front of my house. And we're just doing meaningful chatter. And I um, I mentioned to Tracy that I needed to go ahead and go in and go to bed because <laughs> the roofers were coming the next morning and we were going to have our roof replaced. So Tracy, being the thoughtful woman that she is, she looked at the roof and she asked me, what color is it going to be? And I said, the color of shakes. Of course, meaning roof shakes, which is a, b- a building material that looks like wood. And she looked again at the roof and then she looked at me very curiously and earnestly asked me the question, vanilla or chocolate? It can't okay, be. Okay, that's funny. That's funny. It can't, like, it can't be. Like, if I could go back to that whatever 30-something-year-old self, I would say, I, what's happening here? But I, you know what's sad about this, Kathy? I could see myself doing it again. But now I know a little bit more about buildings and I had this story with you because like my brain works that way. I'm like, well, you're going to do it like a shake. So is it going to be vanilla or chocolate? Is it dark? Is it light? Uh, My favorite Tracy story, hands down. I have to say, sometimes I say this often, I really, it it would be quite a field trip to go through my brain and people would probably leave really frightened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll keep it at this story. And <laughs> okay. right, I have to say to you and John Boy, who've been together for 42 years, anybody who gets past 35 needs a straight up parade. So next time Hallelujah. when I visit you, I'm going to bring my blowers and balloons and we're going to have a parade for your accomplishments. Yes. Yes. So. I'm in full agreement. Absolutely. I love I, it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so. Okay. Yes. Why did you develop this teaching? Remind okay. us. Yeah. Um, I talked about it last last time we were together that there was a song, and I'm glad to know that it's being revived a little bit. It's called um, Prepare Me to Be a Sanctuary, mm-hmm. Pure and Holy, Tried and True, right? I can remember the first time singing that song, there just felt something so significant. And it... it became the cry of my heart. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like, you know, we call it, I call it the witness of the spirit. There was just this, this thing inside of me that was just like, yes, that, that's it. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary for you. And so over the years, God has incrementally just grown it. And added on to it as I have just been pursuing what does that mean to be a vessel for noble use? Um, and and this and this teaching is just another level of of growing out of that. So that's how yeah. it came to be. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned a little earlier, and I will mention again your book, which will be in the show notes. It is not on this topic, but I do see a similar 
uh, thread because it is about a vessel, right? It's, yes. can you tell us the name of your book? What's it For called? Sure. It's called Fellowship of the Pots. Mm. And it's a, it's a true story um, mm. that God revealed to some friends and myself that we legitimately were vessels for his use and the challenges and the lessons that came with that revelation. And you know what? Yes. Ultimately it's a story of his love. It's so yeah, good. That's the and story. and I yeah, and although it's not directly related to our topic today, it is indirectly because mm-hmm. it is about the vessel, the mm-hmm. person, and pointing to Jesus and His love. So, check it out, friends. The link will be in the show notes. I hope you'll read yes. it. All right, so let's get back to work. And okay. if you would just give us a brief overview of what you shared with us last episode, and then we'll keep walking through it. All right. Okay. So last time, well, we started with the scripture, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Hmm. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Well, to, to get a hold of what that means, we have to understand what is the temple. And um, God gave me some six years ago, a fascination with the tabernacle in the wilderness. And Mm -hmm. as I began to look at that, I could see that God had a very specific and exact design. He was really specific to the, for the building materials, to the sizes, to the measurements, to what was to be there. It was, it was all very, very specific. And as I began to look at it, I, I realized that most of the tabernacle in the wilderness points to Jesus and him being the way in to access to the presence of Father God. Mm. So that's what we talked about last time, how from the, from the outer yeah. court to the holy place to the holy of holies. And enlightening it was. So now I invite you to just keep walking us through this. What are we, what's going on now? Where are we going next? Okay. So we talked about, so, or or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you? So last time we talked about the temple or the tabernacle, same thing. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to talk about your body right? The, your body part of it. Mm -hmm. So, and in doing that, we have to recognize the truth that we are tripart beings. Okay. Now I know that most people say body, soul, and spirit. I've heard that over and over again for years. Well, as I am digging into this teaching and I still have so much to learn, it Mm. really is a process. It, so much to learn. Um, but I, I no longer say body, soul, and spirit. I mm, use the term us. spirit, soul, and body. Mm. Because in reality, if we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, then the genesis of all that we are mm. comes from spirit first. Wow. Because it emanates from the Holy Spirit. And we'll, we'll talk more about that, but I, I'm pretty specific about that. It is, 
spirit takes preeminent position. In the culture that we live in many, many times, the body takes the preeminent position. Mm. But in all actuality, in God's economy, in God's kingdom, it is the spirit that has the preeminent position and then the soul and then the body. Wow. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So we have to recognize that we are tripart beings. We are spirit, soul, and body. I have a teacher question. I have a question, teacher. Okay. Well, teacher let, question. Let's see if teacher has an answer. Yes. Okay. So, and maybe you're going to say this later and you can just shut me down and say, it's coming, girl. But, you know, in thinking about how you just flipped that script, would it be and could we even consider when someone comes into Christ and we talk about this rebirth that, you know, the spirit is born again or comes to life, maybe that is even what happens within the heart of a man, right? It's focused on this body and there's a soul, but the spirit is not not yet awakened and alive to all of this yet. I mean, just yes. in terms of salvation, that's an and, interesting thought. Um, we're going to get there, girly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're an eager learner but, and you're a Bible teacher true. yourself. You're like, wait a minute. I need to know this. It's coming. It yeah. was, I just took the, you know what that was called, Kathy? That is called, um, what are they, would they say it on? It's uh, when you tell, when you tell the um, theme of the movie and you're not supposed to, what is it? What is that called? Oh, spoiler. Yeah. It was, oh. I just did a full on spoiler. Spoiler oh, alert. Man. Spoiler alert. But, I just but you, did. Did, you didn't spoil it a lot. All right, so it's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Back on track. Okay. 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 I'll okay. shut it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and see if I answer it. Okay. Because I, I think what I'm going to say here in a few minutes is it, it will, will bring this mm. to light. Um, yeah. And I do have something else to say about that in a little while. Yeah. Okay. So first cool. of all, Let's talk about the body. Even though we, over, even though the spirit takes preeminent position, mm. we are going to talk about the body first, just for ease of understanding, because the body is actually the easiest to talk about, mm-hmm. right? The body's pretty self-explanatory. It's the flesh and bone. It's mm-hmm. the covering. It's the part of our being that's open to the world. It's open to everyone and everything that's outside. Now, there are certain things pertaining to our body that we need to tend to in order for our body to maintain strength. Mm -hmm. We need to eat the right things. We need to move our body. We need to drink sufficient water. So there are things that we need to do in order to maintain the strength of our body. But the body is what it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's the body, but it's the spirit and soul that can be confusing and that many, many people get confused about. It, it does get muddly, right? Because again, just to your point, here I am walking around in my earth suit and there's a clear Mm -hmm. stewardship issue where I, you know, like I'll just say earlier today, I went to orange theory. Why did I do it? Well, because I need to. I need to keep my body healthy, toned, feeling strong, all of that. 
and I took my supplements. Like this is mm-hmm. a, a function mm-hmm. that brings ease. I'm really thankful that the church is focusing more on not neglecting their physical body or seeing yes. care to the physical body as more than vanity. But it is true that the articulation and, it, and there can come some confusion to these sort of unseen parts that are so very real. Yes. Yes. Mm. Um, but it, it is, those things are the things that we have to be clear about mm-hmm. if we are going to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, okay, which a scripture tells us to do that. And we're going to talk about that more in just a minute. But let's, okay, so we talked about our body. Now let's talk about our spirit, mm-hmm. right? And this is, this may answer that question that you asked just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. So before salvation, okay, or being born again, or spiritual rebirth, or regeneration, okay, any of those things describe the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Our spirit is dead. Yes. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they they brought sin and death in the world. Yes. Now, they didn't die physically immediately. They didn't have, they didn't like, eat the fruit or sin, go against God and boom, die immediately. Mm -hmm. They died spiritually. And the main idea behind that death is separation. Mm. The death that Adam and Eve experienced and brought into the world was immediate separation from God. Mm. A, A curtain, if you will, came between man and God. We were eternally separated from him at that point. When Jesus gave up his spirit, Jesus came to earth. He walked the earth. He was crucified. He he gave up his spirit and he resurrected. At the moment he gave up his spirit, he tore the literal curtain in the tabernacle that separated the holy place and the holy of holies. Mm. If you remember last week, we talked about the fact that there was the holy place, but where the presence of God was, was the holy of holies. When Jesus tore that curtain between the holy place and the holy of holies, he made it possible for us to come before God for ourselves. No intermediary, no high priest. Jesus corrected the separation that happened in the garden. Wow. He reversed the separation. Yeah. He also, this also made it possible for us to be saved or rescued from the curse of sin and death. Right. In his, his death and resurrection, He reversed the curse of the garden and he gives his people eternal life. Mm. And once again, gives us full access to the presence of God. Now, that salvation is only available through faith in Jesus. And at the very point of salvation, our spirit goes from death in our trespasses, in our sin, to life in Christ. Mm. 
And this is what's called justification. We are justified or we're declared righteous before God. At the moment of salvation, not only does our spirit go from death to life, and God gives us access to his very presence, he also gives us the Holy Spirit to live in us. So how I even see this in your talking is this very elaborate picture. Because when you're talking, I'm thinking about the Holy of Holies and how the access was just not there once a year. You had to be this certain person. Right. And I mean, this is just the fullness of the gospel right here. Like Mm -hmm. we have a full visual picture of the process, what Jesus did. And then referring back to, did you answer my question? You did because you let us know that the spirit is dead and there is no access to God because it's dead. We can't, we can't connect. Right. But when that regeneration happens and then Jesus comes on the scene, he's breaking open and bringing us access so we could be in relationship with the father. Right. Trace, sometimes, sometimes I wonder, and this has been, this has been my path and my quandary and my pursuit to fully live in the realization of that. Wait Mm -hmm. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No matter what's happening, Mm -hmm. I get to go before the throne of God. Mm -hmm. I have full on access to creator of the universe, king of kings, Lord of lords, ancient of days, Good, good father. I get to go to him. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, not only are we, you know, our spirit is made alive. We're rescued from death to life. And then the Holy Spirit lives in us, which then goes back to where these holders, these little containers, these little earthen vessels holding the Holy Spirit. and. I mean, give us more on that. It's huge. Okay. Yeah, this is this is this, this is, is transformational for yes. sure. Um, I want I want take note that in the Old Testament, they lived in a culture of visitation. Hmm. We live in a culture of habitation. In the Old Testament, they would have visitations of God. Mm. we live in a place where he inhabits us. He lives Mm. in us. We become holders, temples, tabernacles of the the very Holy Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And that means we start from a place of fullness. We don't have to grasp at outside sources to fill us. Okay. And we, you know, I'm, I've been in and around the church most of my life, except for a few years of hardcore rebellion. But mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I know the, I know the things that are taught. I've heard the words. I know the things. And, and f- from my understanding, it was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I better, I better read my Bible enough. 
that and that'll fill me. Okay, wait, maybe I better mm-hmm. pray enough and that'll fill me. You know what? If I go and, and be in community and, and go to church off, that'll fill me. Mm-hmm. No. I'm a I, I absolutely think those things are are hugely important and absolutely necessary. But we do not need those things to fill us. We start from a place of fullness. Those things build us up and encourage us to walk in the fullness as we discover the truth of who our God is. Wow. If we're not reading the Bible for the sole purpose of connecting with our good father, then what are we doing? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm in pursuit of authentic relationship with God and others. And I, I just think that it's time for us to recognize who we are and who God has made us to be for sure. Mm. And you know what, when he, when he gave us his Holy spirit to live in us, he didn't give us a little. He didn't give us no. part of his Holy Spirit. No. He didn't say, here, I'm going to give you a measure of my Holy Spirit. He gave us his Holy Spirit, right? And, you know, I talked about this a little while ago. This is going to be a little bit of a shift of thought, but there's that scripture, Philippians 2.12, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for Mm. it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good. So good. Okay, but that always confused me, Tracy. Mm -hmm. That that seriously confused me because wait a minute, Mm. he wrote it to the church. He -hmm. wrote this to the church at Philippi. So wait a minute, wait a minute. If I'm already saved, why do I have to work out my salvation? Mm. What what's the deal? Why do we have to do that? Well, at the point of salvation, our spirit is justified. We talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. Our yeah. spirit is justified. But our soul is very often a hot mess. Very often. Always. <laughs> I've never met someone who doesn't have a hot mess of a soul. So right? everybody, yeah, we're just going right. to make the level, level playing field. Yes. <laughs> I, my saying is I got stuff. You got stuff. All God's children got stuff. We, got we stuff. all have it. It is in our soul that we work mm-hmm. out our salvation with fear and mm-hmm. trembling. And that is yes. called sanctification. Yep. And we have to be clear about the separation of those two things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can get Sanctific- confusing if we don't, because we get it's- then earning salvation by doing good works. So that's why these Bible terms being so definitive and separated as you're doing, but yet one, it's part of the whole. It's good stuff. Yes. Yes. I actually get pushback from some seasoned Christians in the concept of soul care Hmm. because they believe that once you have become born again, then all things have become new. Wow. Have you ever seen anybody, have you ever seen that happen? 
where all the souls healed. There's no need for, I'm no, not, I, I'd love not to have a conversation with that. Um, yeah. What happens with the bad habits? What happens with the wrong thinking? What happens with, um, the influence of the enemy in the world right. and the culture? Right. Whoa. The damage. So many of us yes. have, so, nobody comes out of childhood without some soul damage. No, nobody. And I had great parents. I've had plenty of needed soul care. Yeah. Just the stuff Absolutely. we do to each other. Yeah. That Absolutely. is just, I'm going to go on record right here to say, I know we need soul care. That yeah. is the sanctification process. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So what happens, so let's follow, let's keep tracking with this. Our yes. spirit becomes justified. Mm-hmm. Our soul is hanging out there in hot mess land, mm-hmm. okay? And as we stay in communication with God's Holy Spirit now residing in us, yes. we get from him all things good, right? We get peace, joy, um, um, power, strength, all those things that are good. Yeah. And we allow the goodness that we get from the spirit of God, we receive that in our spirit, that then flows from our spirit into our soul, which sheds light on the areas that need healing or correction or whatever needs to happen in our soul. And that's actually called conviction. Yes. Good convictions, word. conviction simply means light shining on it. Mm. The light of the Holy Spirit shines on an area that God wants to heal or correct for, for our benefit, yeah. for the purpose of healing any blockages that are preventing us from living an abundant life. He never shines his light on something to, to condemn us or to, to berate us um, or, or to expose. coerce us into, or expose us for sure. Mm-hmm. The only reason for the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God is to bring to light anything that's blocking his abundant life from flowing through us. Mm. Wow. It's a process. Sanctification is a process. It will not be completed until we go home to be with Jesus. Yeah. And it is the flow of God's power. So it flows from the spirit of God to our spirit, to our soul, and then out to our body. Many people are sick. Because their soul is sick. Stress, anxiety, um, um, you know, things that happen in our mind, um, fear, anger, those damages that are in our soul can make us physically ill. Unforgiveness, trauma. Huge, huge, huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But what we're describing is the river of life. You know that song? I used used to sing it. Um, 
I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Flowing out of me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Flame yeah. to yeah. walk if I could and sing, the I would sing. to sing. Sing it, I can't Tracy. Sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't sing. Yeah. Splash, splash, take a bath. But, <laughs> you know, like back to the, the little yeah, that, Yeah. That, that, yes, that. But that is the river of life. Mm. We're, what we're talking about is the river of life. From the spirit alive to the soul, let him love you and heal you and shine his light and clean up the clutter and breathe his breath in there. All love to the body, which gets strengthened. It's a flow. I see it. What yes. you're saying, spirit, yep. soul, body. Mm. Yeah. It's the flow of God life. And then what people see first is what? Our okay, body. I'm sorry, say that again. So yes. like human beings right. in the world, like the very first thing they're going to see is my body. They interact with me and they start seeing all the soul stuff. And then they're like, whoa, what's lighting that up? What? That's the mm-hmm. curiosity piece, right? Yes, absolutely. Because when, when we it, look different in the world, right? We do. We look different. We do. If we're walking in the flow of God life, we do. Yes. Yes. We have to. And that's where Absolutely. it gets muddly, I think, amongst Christ followers with this whole justification, sanctification, conviction, what it really is sin, is that if we're not leaning into this work and we don't look different in the world, we're not lit up by the spirit with, you know, a different spirit as we walk about, we really don't testify of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We just look mm-hmm. like everyone else, right? We do. We do. Wow. We don't we don't have to be, you know, I grew up in a very strict Pentecostal tradition. Um, you know, we dressed a certain way and didn't dress another way and makeup and hair and all that stuff was a big huge deal, okay? Mm. And and but that's not the answer. No. That we that we have to have these strict rules about those things. We just have to reflect the light of Christ. We just have to let the light of God flow through us. Hmm. And and people will notice for sure. Yeah, they will. Yeah. And it really has less to do with what you're wearing. And if you're five, you know, like all, all these other things, Oh, you did that. And you did this. Um, it's good. There's a lot of confusion that happens here. Okay. So now take all of this body, soul, and spirit and bring us back to the tabernacle imagery that we've been discussing because they go together. They help bring it alive. They certainly do. They certainly do. Um, So, and we're going to, we're going to talk very, very briefly about this for time's sake, but as the temple and, and hopefully with what we've been talking about, you've been able to put this together on your own a little bit. As the temple, our body represents the outer court. Mm-hmm. It's visible to the outside where our actions are seen by everyone. Right? Um, the soul is represented by the holy place. Mm-hmm. It's our inner life that's made up of our mind, will, and emotions. It is interesting to me that there are three pieces of furniture in the holy place and our soul is made up of mind, will, and emotions. 
And then the Holy of Holies is our where our spirit meets and communes with God. Something that's noteworthy is that in the outer court and in the holy place, there were things that needed to be tended. In the outer court, there was the altar of sacrifice and the bronze laver. In the holy place, there was the table of showbread, the um, golden lampstand, and the altar of incense. Those things needed tending. Mm. In the holy of holies, there was nothing that needed tending. Now, the high priest went in once a year and did some things in there, but there was nothing that needed tending. And it is true with our with, with us. There are things that we need to tend regarding our body. There are things that we need to tend to regarding our soul. But our spirit simply needs to commune with God. And every all of life comes out of that. So that was kind of interesting to me. So clear. It's isn't that interesting. Yeah. You know what? When when I when I first I used to think, you know, oh, your body, do you not know that your body is a temple? I used to think, oh, how sweet. I'm a temple. Mm-hmm. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. But this goes way beyond warm and fuzzy, way beyond. Yeah. We really are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And at the moment I realized it, I just kind of started laughing because what? The Bible's true again? What? Who knew? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kath. No, go. I was going to say, what, what I hear from you here on this, though, is it's so easy that scripture where the temple of the Holy Spirit to make that about doing good works. When it's so much more, it's really about dwelling in the presence of the Holy of Holies and gaining yeah. that. I mean, that's the bigger picture. I mean, oftentimes we hear just like, oh, I'm the temple, so don't drink and don't smoke and don't have sex with people that you're not supposed to I'm the temple, you know, but it, that's, Mm -hmm. that's a very small portion, but the bigger picture here is about him with us, this access. Yes. Mm. Yes. It's the most important. It's the most important thing. Um, The word temple in our first Corinthian scripture is the Greek word nous. And I think we talked about this last time and it's specifically refers to the holy place and the holy of holies. Do you not know that in your body is the holy place and the holy of holies? If we're in Jesus, the holy place and the holy of holy is in us and the Holy Spirit of God resides in us. Mm. There's a couple things that we probably need to make clear about this. The, the tabernacle or the temple was a building that was set apart, okay? The tabernacle was taken out of the secular world and marked for a higher purpose. And I'm telling you- Say more you, about that. Say that again. Well, okay. The tabernacle mm-hmm. was a building that was set apart. It had one use. Yeah. It was not used for secular purposes. Yes. Okay. It was marked for a higher purpose. 
Yeah, no one was just coming in here. Can and, we rent this tabernacle? We'd like to rent it for this thing. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't happening. We want to have a dance, please. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the thing is that we need to clearly see that if we're in Jesus, I don't care your age. I don't care your status. I don't care your financial situation. You have been marked for a higher purpose. And in order to rise up and thrive in this culture and this world that is facing us, we need to be open to the revelation that we've been set aside and marked for a higher purpose. Mm. Every one of us as followers of Christ are marked for a higher purpose. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's exactly what he does. And then mm-hmm. we're called to, like you just shared, do there are certain things we do in this realm to steward the holder of his calling, of the spirit, all of these things. But that's our responsibility. I can't give that to you, right? right. Can I give that to you, the tending of my tabernacle and my temple <laughs> and my call? I can't give it to you. I have to own it and steward yes. it. Yes, you are responsible for tending your tabernacle and only your tabernacle. Yeah. I can't look you over at yours and say, I don't I'm like certain. how you're doing your show table of showbread. I don't like how you're eating your showbread there. I mean, I'm really truly, because that's what happens within the judgment things. You start, oh, I'm not like them, or you should do it this way. That We get in trouble with that, huh? Yeah. Right. We're never going to stand answerable for someone else's tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Never. We, we, we're not, we, we have to stop judging other people's tabernacle. If we're doing it correctly, it's all we can do to take care of own. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> if we're going to, if we, if we take good care of our tabernacle, that the, we talked about the light of God's love is going to shine through us so powerfully that others are going to be drawn to the God that lives in us. We can't fix other tabernacles. We can pray for them. We can build them up. We can encourage, we can point other tabernacles to Jesus, but it's not our job to fix other tabernacles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think what sometimes maybe we get preoccupied with that because we don't want to do the hard work and the things for our own tabernacle or our own soul. It's painful to look at that. So it it's easier is. to say, hey, what you need to do or why don't you all that? It is. Yeah. Yes. Um, the soul care is I'm I again, I mentioned that I have the privilege of working with uh, several women in the area of soul care. And it's hard work. Yeah. It takes a vulnerability and it takes a willingness to be open to what the spirit of God is saying and reveal mm-hmm hurts and and wrong things you have believed and it's hard work for sure yeah for sure it's soul work and the holy spirit is happy to dig into right the garden of our soul with us if we're allowing that because we have access to the holy of holies i see it this image is great so everyone listening I want to encourage you, like, listen, listen again, like read the passages. We'll put some of these passages in these show notes as well. 
so that you can dig a little deeper. This is not a one and done. This is just a kind of get us thinking about where do we see spirit, soul, and body? I flipped it, teacher, in scripture. <laughs> How are we seeing that? And what does it mean for us, these big terms, justification, sanctification, conviction? And I have to say, if you're listening and those are new words to you, there's not a lot of teaching on these big theological Bible words anymore. That's a problem. And some of us mm-hmm. have grown up hearing about them and we've lost their meaning. So really, this is rich stuff. It's definitely expanding my capacity. Kathy, your insight and your wisdom. And I'm so sad because our time is wrapping up. So I'm going to ask you this. Will you leave us with an encouragement, our listeners, on how to keep living in this way. There's so much going on and so much grabbing for our attentions and so much demanding. How do we live how do we live every day this way? Okay. Um as it the, yeah. As I looked at the truth that we are the temples, okay, and we have access to his presence. I I told God, okay, okay. I get it that the sacrifice of Jesus, the perfect flawless lamb and the cleansing power of his blood, and it it bought my way into the holy place and the holy of holies. But I don't really understand the significance of the furniture in the holy place, which was Mm. the golden lampstand, table of showbread and altar of incense. All right. So what do they actually have to do with me going in? Altar of sacrifice? Yes. Cleansing, yes. But what about those other things? I don't really get it. So I held them loosely before him until early one morning. And he said to me, oh, those three things are not for the going in. Those are for the going out. There are two currents of movement in the tabernacle. There's the going in to access the presence of God, but there is also the going out. So many times we think we just have to get to him for salvation, for deliverance, for healing, for all these things good. And yeah, we do. We go in to receive from him, but then we have to come out from his presence and do Mm -hmm. the work that he's called us to do. And he sends us with the bread of life. He sends us with the light of the world and the intercessor who stands before God interceding for us. We can't stop with the going in and receiving. We ha- that life has to flow out, okay? And it's then we he, he doesn't say, now go out and love people and good luck. He sends us with Jesus to do that. Mm. So my encouragement is for us as his people to rise up in the truth that we, we, I said it last time, it's like a double whammy. We get access to his presence where there is all good things. And he lives in us where there is all good things. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad deal. No. But it is just time for us to fully rise up in that and let him give us hope and peace and endurance and strength and wisdom and confidence. That's what his Holy Spirit does. So it's just time for us as his people to rise up and be about kingdom work. 
I have learned a lot from this conversation. It's going to take me a little bit to digest. I know all of us listening, same thing for you. I love to learn and I love to learn with Kathy Hartley, longtime friend, Bible teacher, mentor, friend, uh, laughing buddy, all of the above. Thank you very much, Kathy, for pouring out, for giving your heart your best what God has shown you. I really, really appreciate you. My pleasure. Mm. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and you will check out all of the things in the show notes. I encourage you to do so. Go to our website, check out what's coming up for Freedom Challenge as well, because we're talking about bodies that hold calls that are lit up with the Spirit of God. And we have some things to do together to rise up as we just heard in what God has asked us to do in this world in full partnership with him. We're not alone in that. So thanks for joining me today and everyone until next time, let's continue to do, to do good. We know that's biblical justice by helping enslaved women and children do more than you ever thought physically possible. And I'm talking Kilimanjaro friends next year, 2022, and do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.